Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at uh, Creator's Perspective on the Anatomy of Prayer. Turns out that uh, there's a lot more to prayer than people think, Carl. Well, indeed, that's true. And one of the things that we do at Get Wisdom is look into the mechanics of prayer, the mechanistic aspects, the nuts and bolts, if you will, what makes prayer work, what keeps prayer from working, And what are the rules of engagement between the divine realm and us humans down here on the front lines and the contest between good and evil? So these are rather important points because if we don't know what we're doing, we're not going to do it very well. And that's kind of been the state of the world for thousands of years, as it turns out. And we're learning more and more about that as we talk with Creator about the human dilemma. So this this is our entree to change using prayer, first and foremost. That's the easiest thing. So anything we can learn is going to be helpful. Absolutely. Uh, Carl, I have to apologize to both you and the audience. I don't have I don't have the list of questions up right now. It's loading. So if you want to go ahead and read the first question, uh, we'll get started. Absolutely. So I asked Creator the following question. Creator has said previously that there is no such thing as a wasted prayer, that all prayers are heard and acted upon to the greatest extent allowed. However, the amount of efficacy and power will be affected by a whole host of factors, with the primary one being the belief quotient. Nevertheless, how useful to the divine is the weakest prayer ever uttered versus no prayer said at all. We ask this to try and gauge just how important is prayer, any prayer, versus no prayer. And this is the answer I channeled from creator of all that is. Here we must answer very simply and categorically as your question is not really adequate to provide a useful rule of thumb, let alone a calibration of worthiness and deliverability of a given prayer, as there are so many variables There are billions of human beings, for example, all of whom are unique and have varied levels of belief in the divine and belief in themselves, which is also a requisite to receive divine assistance, regardless of whether they believe in us to a sufficient extent to warrant divine intervention at their behest. So we would say the answer here is prayer is always worth doing. Given there are so many variables, so much uncertainty about how it will be received and acted on, something is better than nothing. Even if it is a meager divine response that does not preclude a change in the future that could resurrect this modest or weak prayer, as you are thinking of it, so that it could be acted on again through the looping of time with something happening in between that changes the equation in some way or another. What this is referring to is the fact that an act that is in divine alignment will always have a benefit 
and will always be on record as having happened, and that will matter. It will count in the future as well as in the past. This is difficult to grasp in its fullest understanding because it is a complex quantum phenomena. But praying is an act in divine alignment, which puts a person in divine alignment, if only for a short while. That can change their energy and create opportunities for divine assistance to flow in and an opportunity not to be missed. We will grant special favors oftentimes for those who are quite weak but wanting to spread their wings nonetheless and make a fledgling effort to reach out to us. Keep in mind when one is stooping to conquer, to coin a phrase, this may be the first time in a long time or perhaps ever that a person has turned their thoughts to the divine and we might look on this with forbearance, knowing the potential here for further growth if we can take the next step and provide some response that rewards the person. We understand many times that first step is the hardest when one is out of practice or perhaps has never taken the idea of God seriously and made a prayer request. We know full well that if someone is encouraged to pray, even if they feel it is with faint hope and unlikely to be answered, that it will set a precedent and make makes a follow-up prayer request more likely than would otherwise be the case. Taking that step could change and start a change in focus and a change in direction if augmented with further attempts at prayer. This will add energy of intention and that always makes prayer more powerful. The key is to start somewhere and that is why a very meager beginning is a beginning nonetheless and worthy of careful consideration. We understand in the grand scheme of things, it may seem insignificant, but in the context of one who suffers and struggles and has dug themselves into a very deep pit, it is a major event to take that first step. And we will endeavor to help give further encouragement so that individuals can build on their initiative to strengthen it and bring about a meaningful response eventually. I think this was a, a a groundbreaking channeling here, especially the part where it says, even if it is a meager divine response, that does not preclude a change in the future that could resurrect this monster weak prayer and have it be acted on again through the looping of time. That is a major revelation there. It's, it's something that I hadn't actually considered before. And the analogy I would make is that, you know, if you took a pebble or a, snow, a small snowball and dropped it on top of a mountain, it could end up the size of a house by the time it gets down to the bottom. But it will never get there if you don't start with that first snowball. Yeah, I, I like that analogy. And this is the way to think about it. The interplay of time with things launched by the mind, by our consciousness, like a prayer, is extremely complicated, but profound in the meaning that Creator is attempting to share with us here. You don't know what can happen. And if you get something going, it can work wonders. It can loop around through the workings of time and affect the past, even though we think of it as over and done with. It can affect the future, which hasn't come yet, even though we might be praying in the moment. And we think of that as only, well, if somebody's listening, maybe something will happen. But otherwise, no, it'll be, you know, 
expended effort to no good. And that is not true. Yeah, we're told that it's always on record. It's always there and that it could be the spark in the future. Yes, and and we know a lot about this. And you can come to get wisdom and look up retrocausal healing. And you'll get quite a mind-expanding treatment of this subject because this happens routinely. Many times the present is healed by the divine going back to the past. And sometimes they'll use prayers launched in the past as a kind of fuel. It's amazing. Even prayers in past lifetimes. Yes. (laughs) This is is true. Yeah. So it's always on record. Remember that. You ask creator, when one sneezes and another says, bless you, is that a genuine prayer for their benefit? Most people will utter that habitually and with little additional thought. It is also not very specific in instructing the divine to do anything in particular. Will the divine know the context in which these words were offered, and will that context play any part in determining how that prayer is utilized? All right, and this is Creator's answer. We can tell you that the context is all important because we always follow the intent of any outreach to us and not particularly the words. The two usually go together, but not always. Words can mean many different things to different people. People can use a prayer and not truly understand its original intent, and the intent they are holding might bear only a faint resemblance to what can potentially be accomplished with that same prayer wording. But if they are not holding the intention to encompass a deep understanding and a precise interpretation of what is intended to make it the highest and best and most effective prayer using those words, we are restricted to the intention the one who prays brings to the task and will only mount a weak or partial response that measures the investment of the one saying the prayer. This is simply following the rules of engagement and how we interact with human beings. The burden is on them always in everything they do to be clear, to be prepared, to be knowledgeable, and to invest of their own energy by being in earnest, being honest, and giving a clear direction to think about the meaning of what they are saying to us so it is imbued with the proper and most accurate instructions about what is wanted. The practice culturally of saying bless you when one sneezes is a carryover from a long, long history of people who would actually pray for others who are showing a sign of illness in the attempt to ward off that consequence. In the modern world, this is not usually a person person's conscious intention. They are simply doing it out of convention as a kind of friendly gesture, as in saying hello on greeting someone, or saying excuse me if they intrude or disrupt something the other person is doing inadvertently. It is simply an act of kindness, reflecting a sympathetic thought, but no more than that. Unless the person is truly spiritual and thinking about wanting the divine to assist them, if need be, with an underlying cause that could bring great harm. Only then would that constitute a prayer to say, bless you, after someone sneezes. We will always know the context because we follow the intention more than the words that people utter. That is what truly matters. 
So we will not be fooled by a great display of fervent prayer that is putting on a false face, pretending to be in earnest when one truly does not feel that level of caring. Well, that last sentence is very powerful. <laughs> that uh, your intention is really what matters, and it's not just the words. I mean, we, we kind of know that, we suspect that, but it's always good to get creator's uh, take on this. Well, this, this, again, is a valuable insight that, you know, to think about when you consider launching a prayer of some kind. You better do it right. You better do it with, <laughs> with meaning and with feeling and from the heart. And if you're not there in the moment because you're upset, too conflicted, in a huge state of fear or whatever, find a way to calm yourself. Maybe ask for some help with that before you make a more important request for assistance than, you know than simply to get you settled and calm and, and supported a bit. You can do that, but know that to make your best effort, it has to be real. You know, an analogy I would make is like a surgeon. You know, you, you would you would want your surgeon to be paying attention and giving the full focus and effort to the task they have at hand because it's very easy to mess it up. Prayer is, in a way, a kind of energetic surgery we're doing. It's a, it's a precise operation. And the more attention and focus you bring to the effort, the more effective it's going to be. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I've discussed this again and again with Creator and had it come up in many, many settings and how people are comporting themselves and the issues they struggle with and why things maybe aren't getting better and maybe even through uh, and, and despite a lot of prayer work, not improving. And in a detailed discussion with Creator, it will come out that there's problems with the alignment of that person right. to be truly in alignment with what they want and not have an inner conflicting set of beliefs about it. That's, that's a challenge for sure. Yes. You ask creator, obviously it'd be better if one said when hearing a sneeze, source creator, protect and heal that person from on and all conditions necessitating a sneeze response. Heal any and all karmic underpinnings of any contributing condition and keep the healing going with momentum until the healing is complete. But of course, that would be unwieldy and quite awkward if said out loud in front of an audience with no understanding of the implications. We are trying to gauge the value, if any, of the typical habitual bless you and what, if any, use the divine makes of it. Can create What can creator tell us? All right. These are creator's words. As we have stated, a conditioned habitual response to simply saying bless you as a kind of social convention, but without really thinking about the divine and it being an actual prayer, let alone holding the intention of a specific series of steps to be taken by the divine, that gesture will simply be a social gesture on the human level with no consequences in eliciting a divine intervention of any kind whatsoever. Because you are in charge, you can greet such an experience as someone sneezing in any way you choose. And indeed, you could mount a more detailed and comprehensive prayer with built-in leveraging to enhance its power in the way you have outlined. You are correct. It is unwieldy. But you could also apply this special provision you know about, 
that a code word can be assigned to a rather lengthy prayer, and simply using that code word would be understood by the divine realm thereafter that it is a request for that entire list of benefits to be requested and implemented by the divine realm on hearing you use the code word, and that indeed could be simply the words, bless you. In this way, someone who is spiritual and in alignment could pre-establish by asking Creator to do a series of steps, as you have outlined in your example. Whenever you use the phrase, bless you, after a sneeze or cough, and that would in fact be acted upon and no one would be the wiser. So this would not be an inconvenience or disruptive or perhaps make you look strange to the unsophisticated listener who has no idea why you would construct an elaborate prayer simply because they sneezed, let alone understand the wording and the potentially profound consequences as a benefit to them should that be needed. So without that prior instruction to the divine realm, simply following a social convention like this may well not be acted on further, even by a spiritual person, unless they themselves make that connection as to the potential meaning of wanting something more specific acted on directly by the divine when you say the words bless you after someone sneezes. Well, this gets very profound, Carl, this idea that you can empower these words uh, and make them into a code word. So that you could say the full prayer ahead of time, include the intention that it be referenced whenever these words as a code word are said. But I think it's also important to point out that, you know, in the future when you have this dynamic set up and somebody sneezes and you say, bless you, you still need to make the mental connection in your own mind between the bless you and that what that code actually means. You don't have to repeat the whole thing in your mind, but you have to make that connection that this means something. Yes, because there are many times words that, because of language, are used in all kinds of contexts. So if you have a code word that's very simple, maybe a single word, that word might come up in your everyday life in some way. And it doesn't mean, you know, God's going to run and do a, a prayer on behalf of you because you happen to use that particular word. And you might say, bless you, you know, as a, as a, a kind of a nice compliment to someone, you know, without thinking about it further. And so that doesn't mean they're going to get a healing right. <laughs> or a potential <laughs> respiratory problem. Uh, it, it just means that God will know the true intention and act accordingly. Absolutely. But you uh, can set that up to have a very complex set of conditions, requests, appeals, with quite detailed makeup and have that sort of on tap. Yeah. You get to think of the words bless you, I think, like you would think of a key that you might hold in your hand. You know, that key is going to give you access to a car or a house or something else. And sometimes it's easier to think about that connection. But that's what's important is to make that connection in your mind between the words and it being a key to something bigger and greater. Yes. Unlock that treasure chest of divine blessings. And you can get even more divine blessings at GetWisdom.com. Check out our Empowered Prayer book. Get it today at GetWisdom.com slash prayer. GetWisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be back with more Get Wisdom right after this. (music) 
scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at Creator's perspective on the anatomy of prayer. And uh, turns out that the anatomy is far more complex and far-reaching than most people realize, Carl. Moves us to learn a little bit more about those rules of engagement and how we can work the levers using prayer to get divine action on our behalf. So it's no different than maybe going to court and persuading a body of uh, representatives of maybe an opposing view that you have a case. Yeah. You know, I don't mean to make it that harsh, but many people feel like they're really coming from behind and and one of the downtrodden. And and, and it's hard to get back from that. But you, you have a, dif, a, a divine friend in the light you can call on. And, and that is what this is all about, empowering you to get the most for your life going on your behalf to be successful and happy. Indeed. We... Uh the next question we're looking at, uh, we asked the question, Carl, that, you know, prayer is nothing new. And so people have been saying prayers for multiple millennia. So we're going to take a quick look at uh, one of the more well-known prayers and see how that, how, what creator's perspective on the effectiveness of that is overall. You ask creator, the rosary is one of the most said prayers in the history of humanity. In that sense, it is indeed a phenomenon worthy of exploration. The words, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. This is more than three quarters of the entire prayer, and there appears to be no action item in any of these words. However, looked at from another angle, when one says, Blessed art thou, is this an action item conferring your own blessing on the Mary, adding your intention energy and thereby increasing her divine or blessed status? Is that even possible? And will this benefit the one who is praying? All right. And this is what Creator tells us. We see this declaration as one of simply honoring one who is thought to be holy, but does not constitute an instruction to the Almighty to confer blessings on Mary per se. 
if you think about this, you will see the truth of things that most religious people do not feel they can ask the Almighty to carry out such acts for another divine being. So it is a form of worship, one of recognition to state the belief that Mary is special and assumed to be blessed by the Almighty for her place in the pantheon of the highest and holiest beings. If one were to hold the intention for God to bless and honor Mary for the reasons given, we would do so because that is a worthwhile prayer. No different than asking the divine to bless yourself or bless one of your children and thereby confer some special favors. It would be far better to make this explicit if one wants this to happen and moreover to state explicitly explicitly what one means by blessing of someone. That is the vaguest of terms and is a weak prayer in itself, even when intended to do good. The question for the divine realm is, what good is to be done? Are we to smile on her, send her a message she is being honored, and to congratulate her for being thought of reverently, to give her kudos for a job well done, or something more to raise her up further, to give her extra reach and capability as a kind of reward, and so on. None of this is stated. So none of this can be done. We can only do the merest of energetic tokens in response to a prayer outreach of that kind because it is not precise and descriptive with specific end results in mind. To pray for someone is always a karmic blessing and will benefit the one who prays as well as the recipient, but the benefit will be weak if the prayer is weak. So that is good to keep in mind. You can give some thought to honing your prayer skills, and this we've endeavored to help your channel with, to help teach others about how to empower prayer. Well, this was a very comprehensive and I think very carefully worded response from Creator, because, uh, you know, the, the, the rosary is, is nothing to look askance at. This is something, this is a very sincere tradition that thousands of people over thousands of years, actually, have been endeavoring to pursue. So we take all of that effort extremely seriously. But at the same time, we, 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 you know, we're asking the plain matter of fact question, how effective is it for the individual pursuing it? Exactly. And, and I, I want to very definitely point out here that we have no desire to be critical. That is not our intention here about anything. But only to point out that religious observance is how you do it and what happens will depend on how you go about it and what it's designed to do. And I would like people to expand their thinking a little bit and have that be a starting point and not necessarily the whole loaf. You know, it's a it's a great thing to use religious ritual. It brings people together. It brings you closer to the divine. There's many benefits. Yeah, but that's like not the end of things. You you have a personal relationship with the Almighty, if you wish, and you can extend and expand on that. Yeah. And, and we were told earlier that even the, you know, the simplest of prayers is there on, you know, recorded for all of time and can be used in the future, you know depending on circumstances. So nothing's wasted. We want to emphasize that. 
You ask creator, when saying the rosary, one utters, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. We know creator has shared that using the word sinners, especially if one believes it about themselves, is disempowering. Yet we finally have an action item in the rosary and the request to Mary to pray for us. We believe Mary is a wonderful, divine, and enlightened being. But the real question is, does this request, flawed as it may be, impose an obligation on Mary to pray for us? I know as a physical human, if someone asks me to pray for them, I have the discretion to do so or not to do so. Does Mary? Can another divine being help her out, kind of like an assistant who responds to letters from fans of a famous person? Okay, interesting questions. This is what Creator tells us. Mary can indeed enlist help, but there is little need to do so because the light beings have much greater capability than human beings do. Even when inundated with thousands or millions of requests, that can be attended to by a light being such as Mary. So that will not be a limiting factor. In a sense, this prayer imposes an obligation on Mary But we can tell you that a divine being will not refuse such a request. It will always be honored. Then it becomes a question of who is mounting the prayer. What is their status with regard to divine alignment, level of belief quotient, and belief in themselves, as is true for all prayer requests, regardless to whom they are directed. Any being within the divine realm follows our rules of engagement. So the extent the prayer will be acted on and to what end will be adjusted to match the energy of the requester and their overall belief quotient. But this is not an imposition, but an honor for a divine being to be addressed in this way and relied on as a source of help. While the light beings have free will, they will not choose to neglect an outreach with a request to them. And that is because of their superb divine alignment to begin with compared to a human in the physical who may be a good person but might let you down if inconvenient or reaching them at a bad time for some reason and they lack the wherewithal in the moment to be generous. The light beings have great resources at their disposal so the problems and limitations are on the human end of things. Well, this is a very important answer because Embedded in this answer is something that, you know, we were kind of fishing for in terms of response, and that is we've learned in this project that you can enlist the aids of a, of a healer. You can actually go to wigawisdom.com and hire a, a healer to do a light working protocol session for you because they can bring their belief quotient to bear and elevate it beyond what you're able to do for yourself. And so we're kind of asking, well, can a divine being that you send a prayer to act in that same capacity? And unfortunately, we're kind of getting the answer is no. Yes, there there is a separation of powers here <laughs> that the yeah. divine can't do things for us. They can be an assist to the extent we make a specific request and we have the right belief quotient to support it. It doesn't guarantee it will happen. And it might come slowly for any number of reasons, mostly because of our negative karma that sort of is a counterbalance and a, a, a drag on things. But you have to start somewhere. And we need all kinds of help here in this world, in this life. 
And so the good news is we've got friends we go to and we can make miracles happen if we put our minds to it. And it is up to us. It starts on the human side because we're supposed to be in charge here. As ridiculous as that might sound to you, <laughs> that is how it's set up. This is a test of us. Yeah. But we are responsible. And it's our rule of of law that that reigns. And that you know, that's probably the biggest message that Get Wisdom has to bring to humanity is this idea that we're in charge. Because I'm not really sure I've encountered this as forcefully in any other domain that I have encountered here in this project, Carl. Well, and this is the one flaw, I would say, in organized religion, that it's set up to go and worship, to bow down and be a, a, a helpless supplicant of the divine. And that is a total disempowerment. And to the extent that's fostered, it disempowers humanity. Yeah. Because the, the actual reality is we're supposed to stand on our two legs and we're supposed to do things. Yes. <laughs> we're supposed to think and make decisions <laughs> and work towards our goals and desires and to ask for divine help along the way, but take charge and be yep. the change agent. And exactly. that's the piece that's been missing quite a bit from you know organized uh, approaches to dealing with the divine. And it's to our detriment. And so yeah. we're being liberated here with these divine revelations. This isn't to replace God. This is to enhance yes. what we yes. can get from being of that origin, literally. Exactly. You have asked Creator, we have learned from Creator that asking someone to pray for us who has a higher belief quotient can be an effective workaround for doubters and those struggling with their own faith. However, that appears to be advice for making requests of fellow humans and the human receiving the request can accept or decline. But what of a request made to a light being? If one prays to Mary, Mother of God, wouldn't the belief quotient come into play as well? If your faith in Mary is weak, then is Mary not going to be able to launch her own prayer beyond what she receives? Or does Mary have the discretion to bring her belief quotient to bear in the same way an incarnated human can? In other words, is there any value in praying to Mary over praying to source creator directly. So this question kind of encapsulates our just previous little discussion here, Carl. So we're going to get the big answer, I think, right now. All right. This is what creator tells us. The key issue at hand here is from your question is, do the light beings have special privileges to act independently on behalf of someone as a fellow human could do and give it their all through their own personal choice as opposed to following creator's rules as the light beings must do. So we can tell you that Mary cannot do more than creator, nor can there be special consideration given to a human request because Mary is in the light being mode and within the higher astral plane and as such must follow the divine rules of engagement and cannot step into a human role not being within the earth plane, but in the heavenly realm. If incarnated as a, as a physical human, Mary would have the right to make a choice to help someone in any way she chooses, without any constraints or limitation, but of course would only have a relatively limited amount of energy available personally, being in a physical human mode at the time, in our hypothetical situation. 
But like any other being in the physical form of a human in the earth plane, she would have the standing to act independently and make any request to the divine on anyone's behalf she chooses and could take the initiative to carry out a campaign unilaterally to go to bat for someone and be relentless in being a champion for that person's benefit with a campaign of healing endeavors, for example. But while she is in the light, she could not do so independently because she takes a liking to someone or takes pity on them and wants to mount a special effort. Light beings must be uniform in their treatment. They cannot give special attention to a particular human being. If they help one, they must help all in a similar fashion. If there is a general request, for example, to help all in need, They must divide that request evenly among the billions of recipients, and this would dilute it to an extremely low level of effectiveness that would likely be inconsequential. Light beings cannot pick and choose whom they wish to serve with a general prayer for humanity. Even though they are in the best position to see who is truly needy and deserving, they must still offer the blessing equally to all humans. So this is something to keep in mind. It is an object lesson in the fact you are special and we urge you to make the most of it while you are human. So there's an important distinction here for sure that as humans, we have very limited reach, but we have no restraints on how we use that reach. In the divine as a light being, you have fantastic, almost unlimited reach, but you have restraints on how you can use that. So that's an important distinction, I think, very much so. Yes, and that makes the human in the driver's seat. So we have to know what we're doing. We have to know how to steer. We have to know when to use the brakes and when to press on the gas. Indeed. Uh, but, the, you know, the main thing is that we can bring to bear through our own free will choice that enhanced effort that the light beings are barred from doing. You know? That's right. So, and we can pick favorites. You know, the yes, light beings can. can't, but we can. So when we see someone in special circumstances and struggling, we can ask for the moon for that individual and keep at it over and over and over again as much as we like. And it will be acted on. Yes. And we, we, we know in this project we've, we've done this kind of thing and we've seen miraculous results take place. So. We can focus and concentrate the attention onto a being. That is the charter we have. That's the power we have. That's the free will we have is that we can set the agenda, essentially, Carl. Mm -hmm. Be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. There's so much more insights as we're getting here. If you go to the website and check out our Kadime Wisdom database at GetWisdom.com slash DB, GetWisdom.com slash DB will get you there right away. Uh, Join as a participant member. It's forever free. And come on back for the final segment of Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. 
We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of uh, Get Wisdom for this week. Uh, We are looking at creator's perspective on the anatomy of prayer and I think this is. I think we've learned a really lot of powerful stuff here, Carl. There's going to be more coming up for this final segment. I just want to point out, you know, the, this show is available on GetWisdom.com. There's a link there to Voice America uh, Radio, and you can actually listen to this show again and again. Which I think this is one particular show where reviewing it over again would be worthwhile, don't you? Yes, that's true of all of them. Actually, this is deep material that we get, and I will see new things in it if I read a channeling a year later, for example, that I didn't realize at the time. And yeah. and that's how Creator teaches us. It's not hitting us over the head. <laughs> it's <laughs> giving us offerings that yes. we can accept or not as we're ready and allowing. This isn't a control uh, system of us. We're not puppets. We're not robots. We're not minions. We are partners with the divine because we're an extension of the divine in divine consciousness. Indeed we are. You ask, Creator, as imperfect as the rosary may be, it has been said billions, even trillions of times over the centuries. If a person prays the rosary thousands of times in a lifetime, will they be almost guaranteed to have a spirit rescue done for them, even if they have never had a competent understanding they were making such a request? Does a weak prayer said over and over again make it a strong prayer eventually? All right. Well, there's a lot here in this question, but this is what Creator tells us. You are asking in a very simple way about activities that are extremely complex with respect to the energetics as they represent many, many unique situations with the innumerable variables in play for any given individual in their particular circumstances. We can say that repetition of prayer will add further energy to the cause and is always a good thing. But acts of prayer in isolation are answered in isolation. So only through the repetition can a little more each time be done to benefit someone. So these are not added together and then acted on sometime down the line to bring about the full force of their combined potential and perhaps generate a miracle. What will happen is a small benefit occurring each time. So what this will contribute and bring about is highly uncertain. It might be a person will get a small boost that will fade subsequently, perhaps rather quickly, and then get a small boost the next time a prayer is launched. But that too will fade and perhaps no great breakthrough will result. That is one scenario. 
it is possible that the nature of a prayer will allow some cumulative effect, but that will depend on the intention being held. Many times, people who pray the rosary will be building up a reservoir of spiritual capital because they think of the practice in this way, sort of like climbing a mountain with each time of prayer, like taking a step to further their long climb to the top, where they will be close to God and a breakthrough might happen for them to benefit them dramatically in some way. If they think of it in those terms, that could well come about because this will allow the divine realm to follow that intention and bring about a cumulative benefit after a sufficient investment is made through prayer repetition. So again, it is the intention that determines what will happen. And as the components of the prayer vary, one would have to look at each particular aspect as to the likelihood of getting a cumulative benefit that serves that particular intended and requested need. But in general, carrying out a prayer is better than not doing so. Whether one gets a single divine response and benefit or a more powerful compounding, the very best way to ensure the latter happens would be to ask for that explicitly. And this most people do not think to do. And I want to point out a caveat here. Something just occurred to me, Carl, that, you know, when you ask for in a prayer for response from the divine, don't get caught up in the idea that the amount of effort going into the prayer has to compensate for the, the size of the divine response. People might think that I need a big miracle, so I'm going to have to launch thousands of prayers to get that miracle. If you think that and believe it, then it's going to be true for you. And that's not the way it actually works. You know, Your belief about what's required is going to be true for you. So you have to be very careful about that, Carl. Yeah, this, this is why this is a complex equation and that no two situations are alike, just like no two people are alike, no two circumstances and dilemmas, even though there's common themes and shared misery and all of that. So the more you know and understand and the more you work on it and work on yourself, the better you'll be as a divine partner to get the most out of it. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. You ask Creator, can Creator give us a quick summary of the best ways to empower prayer most effectively and what the important caveats to be mindful are? And why the Lightworker Healing Protocol is one of the best prayers to aspire to use. Creator tells us, we would say that this is something of such importance, it is most deserving of careful inspection and study on the part of everyone hearing these words. Rather than taking a relatively short answer, we are constrained to give in the interest of time for this particular forum as representing a be-all and end-all when such is not the case. We simply cannot do justice to this request and its level of importance in illustrating a variety of ways to empower prayer and do the topic justice. So we would rather point people to the Get Wisdom materials where this is discussed at some length. So there will be a fuller treatment and they will have the material available to study at their own pace and to return to again and again if they have your ebook download on prayer empowerment, for example. People will learn at their own rate and will absorb the information in different ways. So learning and growth take time, require a level of commitment, but are the key to success. As in any human endeavor, 
the more you prepare in gaining the knowledge needed and hone and practice your skills with a particular endeavor, the more effective your actions will be and the more successful the outcome. Prayer empowerment is the key to saving and healing humanity. The ultimate expression is reached in the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it is a general, all-purpose, and comprehensive tool to obtain divine intervention for any and all difficulties. One can always add requests for highly specific divine, uh, highly specific circumstances and issues that are of the utmost importance for the individual to give them prominence and put them on the front burner, so to speak, which we recommend because that adds more intention for them to be addressed. And that will only help you get the most from the exercise. The virtue of the Lightworker Healing Protocol is in not only having a comprehensive list of sources of negativity that can befall a person, but it invokes the various ways the divine realm uses their energies to bring about healing and assistance. Humans need a full array of divine support, inspiration, guidance, healing, and protection. The Lightworker Healing Protocol addresses all of these needs specifically to bring about implementation of the specific tools ideal for the task. So this maximizes the reach of the exercises because it has all the built-in requisites to have the request for assistance coming from the human side with specificity and a high level of intention in both knowing what is needed and what you want the divine realm to do about it. There is little left to chance other than things still unknown by humans, but even that is addressed to request workarounds and supplemental assistance to be given for even what is missing. The Prayer Empowerment Book will give examples of the kind of leveraging that is possible to empower prayer. The Lightworker Healing Protocol has additional empowerments that are made possible in understanding how healing is conducted and the mechanistic aspects that are unknown to the average person, as well as the rules of engagement for human-divine interaction and interplay. The Lightworker Healing Protocol, because it is a uniform series of requests that is all-purpose and generic, means that the sessions conducted by all practitioners having a common focus except for those special circumstances one might add of particular interest to the client, will allow a pooling of intention from all sessions done in the past, present, or future. And this will increase the overall belief quotient and level of human intention one is calling forth. So it is not only from the self as a practitioner, but enjoying the combined efforts of all practitioners in every session you might conduct. In addition, it has provisions to carry out healing for every possible recipient, not only amongst the human population, but the extraterrestrial interlopers and all the troubled spirits as well that are a source of suffering and the rise of evil in your galaxy. And it extends from there to all beings within the galaxy who are touched in any way by evil to raise them up, make them whole, and heal their way to a return to divine alignment. This is only possible through the addition of a provision to revisit the requests again and again and again to repurpose the intention launched 
so that the work is done in increments in proportion to the spiritual capital of the individual practitioner. So rather than dilute their requests over the many billions of recipients, the work is done in small groups. So each recipient will get the full level of intention of the practitioner. This is followed by all practitioners, and in this way, humans can truly save and heal not only humanity, but all who suffer in the Milky Way galaxy from the rise of evil. These are but a few examples of the many unique features that are unprecedented. Never in human history has there been a way to enlist divine help with such power. That is what makes this truly special, and why it is the answer for saving and healing humanity. Without it, it is highly unlikely you can prevail against your adversaries. So we are hoping you recognize this call to action for what it truly represents is your chance to contribute to the grandest undertaking in history and avoid the failure of humanity to carry out its charter and necessitate starting over. That is a high price to pay for ignorance and indifference. We are shining a light here on the true path, but it is up to you to act. And you can act right now, right this very second, by downloading getwisdom.com slash prayer to get the Empowered Prayer Book and getwisdom.com slash LHP to get our Lightworker Healing Protocol Book, which will outline the Lightworker Healing Protocol, what it does, how it works, and how you can get trained to utilize it, Carl. Well, this is our hope. We want to have an awakening and have people using their spirituality in a way that actually works and working on the real problem here that humanity needs saving and healing, both. And it might seem strange that, you know, prayer is the means by which we solve the problem of evil. But really, it is the partnership with the divine that, that God is after, ultimately. And, yes. But we have... We have to make the outreach up to him to make that happen, because that is our growth path. That we we are the ones expanding, and God is waiting for that to happen. So, join us again next week for more Get Wisdom, and thank you for joining us this week. Take care and be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 